Hello and welcome back to Scream 101. I'm Brennan. And I'm Sergio. And this is the final week of our Mexican Horror Month. And Por fin! Who uh, boy was this an exciting time. <laughs> Let me just tell you, this was a real ordeal for all of us. More so for Brennan. <sighs> I promised last week that we'd be watching Dave the Beast, the Alex de la Iglesia film. But in keeping up with the tradition where we change it up on you guys <laughs> at the last minute... Uh, we're watching the remake of Hasta el Viento Tiene Miedo, which is the movie we watched last week. This is the 2007 remake of the 1968 film. Mm-hmm. And I would apologize for um, making you guys watch Day of the Beast, but I know none of you watched it because it was impossible to find. Uh-huh. I'm so sorry. I, sh- I should have planned this better. The holidays really goofed me up. Mm-hmm. I apologize to everyone. Um, but the thing is, I worked so hard to get this movie. Um, usually when... I could only find it on YouTube in Spanish with no subtitles, which, which was is a s- fine with me because I speak Spanish. Whatever. I I'm, I don't speak it well enough to be able to do that. Mm-hmm. But like last week, I had the DVD so I could download a subtitle track from online and mm-hmm. just kind of slap it on on a program that I have. But with, with YouTube, you're not allowed to do that. So I found a way. We had like three windows open. And there was the the movie playing on one, and then like the subtitles playing on a black screen below it on a different media player, uh-huh. and then I had a another black screen above it to block out the uh, the YouTube white bar at the top mm-hmm. to kind of like make it a more movie going experience. But it was still really tiny because the bigger you made the screen, the more it would get really jerky because mm-hmm. it was on YouTube. And then like two minutes in, they start talking about how they're in Madrid. And I'm like, God damn it. This isn't even a Mexican film. No. And look, guys, I'm not racist. Google is racist because Google told me this was a Mexican filmmaker. It's incorrect. He is from Spain, 100%. So this was just a disaster all over the place. Maybe he's done films in Mexico. No. No, he hasn't. Okay, whatever. Uh, so we're watching Hasta el Viento Tiene Miedo, 2007. Here's the plot of that movie. After a failed suicide attempt, Claudia is committed in an institution for troubled teens. Inside the place, Claudia will encounter the ghost of Andrea, a previous patient at the center who supposedly died at the facilities. The tranquility of the patients and the staff will be challenged by weird things that take place when the wind starts to blow. No period. This wasn't translated properly. (laughs) Um, So, this is essentially the gritty reboot of Hasta el Viento Tiene Miedo. <laughs> mm-hmm. There's a yeah. very slightly more blood. There's more boobs. There's a darker backstory. It's at a mm-hmm. sanitarium instead of a school. But that's kind of it. Yeah. It's the same basic premise. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Same basic premise with the same characters, although they have different backstories each. Um, at the cost of their personalities, I would say. I agree. These characters are much less engaging. Mm-hmm. But let's start the conversation. As always, we rated out of scariness, one to five screams, campiness, one to five perms, FX, one to five, I don't know, red paint. Rich, which is. Which is? Okay, sure. Uh, and quality, one out of five unlucky stars. Uh, how is it for you on scariness, Sergio? On scariness? I gave it, what, a scream? <laughs> one scream? <laughs> Just one scream. Uh, I was never really... I, I didn't get scared at all. You actually fell asleep while watching this yeah, movie. Yeah, I did. But I announced it that I would be taking a nap, okay? Yeah, so we paused it in the middle. In my defense, I had just drank in a really heavy cup of coffee. And not even so that coffee... So it made you fall asleep? And not even that coffee could fight 
the sheer boredom uh, from this movie. Okay. Um, I mean, I'm being kind of cruel to it. It wasn't that boring, but it was just in uh, comparison. Excuse to you. It was super boring. In comparison You're to the so first. You're so kind to these movies. Okay, yes, I am. <coughs> in comparison to the first one, it was rather boring and dull. Uh, I kept trying to find something engaging to like about the characters because really that's what makes the movie come alive to me. But no, it did not work out. Um, and there was nothing scary. The first movie wasn't really scary at all, but the way that it was set up and that yeah. it was edited, it made you more engaged and more worried or about the characters thinking like there are actual stakes here for them. Mm-hmm. And this one, um, even if you don't compare it to the first one, I feel like the stakes are just flat. Yeah. Um, I mean, I guess there's the added benefit of the story that they're at an insane asylum, and there's that kind of creepy factor, but it falls flat, like, really quickly. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, there's, like, slightly more revelations, and in the striptease scene, you actually get to see boobs. Mm-hmm. And it's like... If and those are scary, man. They are pretty scary. No, I mean, Thanks like, it just it takes... It, turns everything up to 11 but to the point that it's just completely uninteresting Mm -hmm. like a lot of hollywood remakes they turn the characters into just total douchebags you don't care about any of them yeah and it's just it's really it's just such a flat movie it was Mm -hmm. so uninteresting uninspired um i gave it one out of five screams i was really bored by it uh, total confession. We watched, we watched, we watched the, watched the, watched the whole movie, but the last half hour we watched on like one click fast forward yeah. so we could hear, we could hear everything, but mm-hmm. it was kind of chipmunky. Yeah. <laughs> Cause I was Shannon, like, I can't do this. Shannon inspired that movie watching experience, by the way. How so? We, I first saw her do that or saw somebody do that. The first person I've ever seen someone do that was her. And that's when she was watching Rent. And oh yeah. She originally did it to get to a part where, well, that I had to see, I had to see the, La Boheme or whatever. La Vie Boheme, yeah. La Vie Boheme. And then after that, she was like, no, I'm just going to continue it this way. Yeah. So I can finish the movie before I go to bed. She's so, crazy. So she inspired that experience. Yeah. Um, yeah, We I've only had to do that with one other movie before, and it was uh, Walt Disney's Fantasia. Oh, really? Um, oh, well, we during, did that. Yeah. yeah, during the part with like the nymphets in Greece. Uh, that part's so boring. Mm-hmm. I like that movie. Okay, it is a triumph of art. That I'm super bored by. Mm-hmm. But whatever. Um, campiness. I'm going to start. I'm giving it two out of five perms, if only because there's a random lesbian subplot thrown into this movie. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Like, the the nice teacher is all of a sudden a lesbian who was, like, sleeping with the student who killed herself. Yeah. Which is just bananas. Didn't really kill herself. Spoilers. Oh, yeah. They changed that from the first one. They changed everything. The only per. And then the main character has that gritty backstory where she tries to kill her. It's crazy. Yeah. But anyway, uh, two other things for campiness. Uh, one, there's a part where four girls are brushing each other's hair in like this human centipede <laughs> train. That was funny. Yeah, that was crazy. And then like literally the very last line, um, there's there's a whole bunch of stuff in this movie about how the girl who killed herself or, or, or not or whatever, she um, – Luke – I mean – Sergio is <laughs> hugging my cat right now, which is why I'm kind of distracted. Um, anyway, the very last line. There's a whole bunch of stuff in the movie about how the girl who killed herself didn't want to grow up. She had, like, Peter Pan syndrome almost, and supposedly yeah. she killed herself the first time she got a period. So part of the way she was haunting people was by making them, like, bleed out of their vaginas, I guess, which was very weird. I don't get, I didn't get that. It's I didn't focus too much on that, but I didn't. That's weird. Well, that's the only thing I had to grab onto because, like, the whole thing in stories about women, blood is very symbolic and it's very important. You know, like, 
Eve has the curse of blood and periods symbolize becoming a woman. There's a lot of symbology in there. So I was trying to like find it. It wasn't there in mm-hmm. this one. But that's the one thing that I was like, okay, what's going on here? Because that is important in a lot of stories like this that mm-hmm. are all about women. Um, it wasn't this time. But the thing is, at the very end, um, after like all this stuff has been, we're going to spoil this movie, whatever. Ghost comes into the body of the main girl, kills the headmistress. Um, and then all the girls are like the girl comes back to life somehow just as herself. And so they're on the bus out because the headmistress has been murdered. Yeah. <laughs> and her friends oh, like, God. yeah, she's like, oh, there's blood trickling down your leg. And her friends just like or the main girl's just like, it's the blood of life, which is basically her saying like, oh, I'm alive now. I'm appreciating it. And like mm-hmm. I will I have respect for life now because I tried to kill myself at the beginning of this. But I'm just like. Yeah, okay, but, like, still clean it up. <laughs> it's still blood dripping down your leg. It's it's not – like, look, if if I was like, oh, there's poop dribbling down the back of your pants, you wouldn't say, oh, it's the poop of life. No. Clean it up. That's crazy. <sighs> so, Sergio, what's your campiness score? We're starting over again? Yes. Okay. Because um, I keep having to cut you out because we've done this – this is our third time because Sergio only says completely inappropriate things. That's a dirty lie. Um, I'm sorry. Uh, okay, so my campiness score is a three – and I give it a three because there were multiple shots without the movie in the movie, sorry, uh, where girls are just looking at each other very odd, and you know that something lesbianic is about to go down. And, and as beautiful as that is, um, <laughs> it's also highly inappropriate when you compare it to the first one. Yeah, or out of place. Um, it's highly out yeah, of it's, place. it's out of place. But the thing is, and especially like piggybacking off what you said earlier, that love story that was added for no reason. Yeah, like, they were treating that lesbian reveal like it was, like, this huge shock. But it's like, no, everyone in this movie is a lesbian. Yeah. I don't know why we're not noticing this. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, let's move on to effects super fast. I give it one out of five uh, bloods of life. <laughs> and <laughs> I thought we said it on witches. Well, there's no witches in this movie. I don't know what you're talking so about. So there's also no effects. Okay. So then why not? It matches. That makes... That that's a weird argument, but okay. okay. Um, the scariest thing in this movie was the main girl's hair. It was so greasy. <laughs> oh god, you're so judgmental. No, it was just like it was on purpose because she was supposed to be like, uh, like anorexic, I guess. And they were just like, she just doesn't like take showers, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, it was just disgusting. It was like the the hair from the Grudge, mm-hmm. but just on a normal human being. We're supposed to be pretending is. Walking around and no one's commenting on this. It was really freaking me out. Well, someone thought her hair was pretty. Uh, Yeah, well, they tried to touch it and she slapped their hand away because <laughs> she wanted to protect them because the grease would probably dissolve their flesh. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Um, um, my effects? Yeah. Rating, it will be one witch. One witch? Okay. Yeah. It's kind of sad when you think about it because the movie was made so many more years later and I'm assuming they had the benefit of a budget. And uh, why are you assuming that? There's no evidence it was on screen. A remake. It may, usually remakes have more money to deal with, or at the very least, the benefit of technology to work with. Yeah, that's the problem. And like, something that uh, you really liked in the first one was the use of shadow. Mm-hmm. And then this one, they like kind of used it once, but it was more like reflections and mirrors. Like they played with yeah. that one. They did with shadow and like cool optical illusions that way. And I just felt like that was just piss poor planning. No, I agree. You know what? This is a good segue into the quality score. I'm giving it two out of five unlucky stars. Like, while I think the plot has more detail in it, like, there mm-hmm. are more uh, subplots and more elements to the characters. The story was definitely more fleshed out. Yeah, the story... Or, it's, I guess, expanded. Yeah, the story itself was expanded. 
like and they added elements that gave more supposed depth to the mm-hmm. ghost character but the thing is this is proof positive that a more detailed story doesn't equal a better movie yeah because um the original story is so elemental and so simplistic but it's mm-hmm. such a gorgeous wonderful movie mm-hmm. um the style that it's shot in is really stunning and captivating and the characters are so interesting and they interacted so well with one another yeah they had exactly really good chemistry and like, it was organic yeah but all that stuff is missing here. It's just mm-hmm. a really shallow, really basic movie because that story, no matter how you tell it, it's not a good story. <laughs> no. Um. So the more bells and whistles you add to it, it's just like this shiny, loud nonsense. Mm-hmm. And it's still not good. You have to make it good by actually mm-hmm. putting good elements in it. Yeah. I was hoping that they would have improved in this movie by actually like killing people earlier yeah, on. Yeah, I was hoping it would at least be a crappy ghost slasher film somehow uh-huh, where she bumps no. them off one by one. They kept the like uh, murder rate the exact same as they did in the first one. I was like, this is this is cheap. Yeah, you, you can't tell a classical ghost story in this like updated modern mm-hmm. sleazy vernacular that they're using. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, I mean, we could tell it was ham-handed from the opening credits, which, like, it would say the name of an actor, and oh. then it would, like, blow away, so there's, like, two names, and it's, it's impossible to read, and uh-huh. it's just super obvious, and it's really irritating. They're really going all out with the ghosts. It's the ghost credits. Oh, man, it was stupid. What's your quality score? Um, a two. Okay, why? Um, why do I give it two? Two dead witches, um... <laughs> Unlucky stars. There's no witches in this movie. Are they ghost witches? I don't know. I felt like, well, the ghosts had power. Okay, one thing that improved upon the fir- this one from compared to the first one was mm-hmm. that the ghost had more power. That's true. She could blow doors ghost, shut and stuff. The ghost was an actual presence. Well, she was a presence in the first one, too, but a presence that could cause you harm. Uh-huh. Because she was locking people out. She was unlocking locks that we saw happen. It wasn't just like yeah. somebody wanders in and like it's unlocked. It's like you see the lock unlock itself. Yeah. So that was kind of cool. Um, but also the wind was less prevalent. Like, yeah. that's the whole... It's in the title. Yeah, that was something that I had a problem with, was that they didn't really mention the wind at all. It was maybe in one scene at the beginning and one line, mm-hmm. and then again at the end where they mention it, like, just sort of in passing. Yeah, it's super weird. They're like, oh, yeah, it's sure been blustery today, mm-hmm. huh? And so, I mean, if you're going to, like... So much of the first movie was based on that title. or Yeah, even the score. Mm-hmm. And then this one just sort of, I guess, removed all that. It's just but a kept waste the title of time. To try, I guess, and cash in on that. I mean, it's just, I don't know. You could They could have done so much more, and I'm just mad that they didn't. Yeah, no, I, I guess this is proof that um, most remakes are kind of a waste of time, not just Hollywood remakes. Yeah. Like, uh, like I will always give a remake a chance because some are awesome. I like one remake in particular. Which one? Remake, um, uh, uh, the remake of the Amityville Horror. Oh, I've not seen a that shirtless one. Ryan Reynolds. But that seems like a positive. Like mm-hmm. seems like a good thing. Um, but yeah, this is gonna be a super short conversation, which I don't really mind. It's been a rough day for me. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, that's he okay. He tried his darndest to make it all work. I know. I just feel so bad that Day of the Beast turned out to be a Spain Spanish movie. Yeah. Like I've And I, one of the sad thing is, is that I didn't point out when I heard them speak Spanish that their Spanish was was Spain Spanish. Whatever. It it just happened. I like I just feel so ignorant, which is not the point of this. We're trying to put a spotlight on It's an honest on mistake. 
I know. Look, I was told that it was Mexican by ignorant people, and I'm. It's I an guess honest mistake. It could have happened. It's not like I paid any attention. I guess that's true. Anyway. I was willing to believe the lie, Brennan. Yeah, you're right. Anyway, we're uh, we're gonna wrap this month up uh, tomorrow. This um, we have an episode, the, our Mexican horror month outro coming out on New Year's Eve, which means you guys can also look forward to our uh, top ten lists of the year, which we're gonna be debuting. Yeah, I'm done with mine actually. Okay, cool. Uh, yeah, so that'll be tomorrow. We're excited to share those with you. So, um. As always, this continues to be our uh, Scream 101 donation drive. <coughs> if you donate to any of the charities that we list on our Twitter, it's on our uh, pinned post on our Twitter. Um, you can get an opportunity to choose a movie that we watch on the podcast. And actually, we have had our first donation, which I'm very excited about. We're going to be watching the movie Dead Again. It's an 80s uh, Kenneth Branagh film starring him and uh, his wife at the time. Kenneth Branagh? Brana? Oh, Brana? like the British actor? Yeah, he played Gilderoy Lockhart. Yeah. It's um it's And Emma Thompson? Yeah. She's in it. Yeah, it's it's uh it's horror adjacent. Okay. Um it's more of a like psychological drama, but it's got like interesting supernatural elements and stuff I love like the that. Supernatural and the occult. Yeah, exactly. Is the occult in there? Sure, I don't know. Alright, I'm down. I saw it when I was a kid. It's been a really long time. I actually if you look behind you on that shelf, I have it on VHS. <laughs> oh, shit. I see it. So right. Move away, Pikachu. We can watch it OG retro if you want. Uh. Um, or we could watch it actually seeing the entire screen in widescreen. Uh. But um, it's a movie I'm very excited to explore again. I remember liking it a lot. Cool. Um, anyway. people on the cover, but it looks like one. Sneaky. Gross. I'm sorry. Okay. So, yeah, these following charities, if you make a donation, you still have time for this month. We're going to be uh, debuting a different set of charities next month. But if you donate to the ACLU, to the I Am Holding Your Hand Project, to Border Angels, Churla, Immigration Equality, the National Immigration Forum, or the Young Center for Immigrant Children's Rights. And stop chewing into the microphone. I'm sorry. You savage. I'm sorry. You are... Uh, just a barbarian. I'm sick. It's a cough drop. It's trying to make me feel better. Okay. But yeah, if you donate to any of these things, uh, you get a chance to choose a horror movie for us to watch on the show. And thank you so much, Dead Again, for donating. Um, yeah, if you want to contact us, you can find us on Twitter at Scream101Pod. You can find us on Facebook at Scream101Podcast. You can email us at Scream101Podcast at gmail.com. Find us on iTunes. Subscribe, rate, and review us. Give us five stars because... I tried so hard to make this episode happen, and I'm sorry I failed you. Please, I'll make it up to you. <laughs> yes, he did. All right. As always. And he will. Oh, my God. What? We need to go get food in you so you wake up again. But that'll make I'm... you go to sleep. You're always sleepy. It's impossible to fix you. Well, we can go for that run I wanted to go on. Okay. Uh, good luck on your journey, everyone. And stay gold. To go that far, her life was stole. Oh, oh, now we'll never know. This episode was brought to you by Cupholder Radio. You can find more episodes of this show and others at cupholderradio.com or wherever podcasts are sold. Get out! The podcast is coming from inside the house. Hello there. I'm Uncle Ponyboy. Do you like suspense? Don't go in there. Buckets of blood and human excrement. 
pour upon me. Gratuitous nudity with more boobies than you can handle? Let me see them. And radical hairstyles? Oh, yeah! Then you should check out the Gore Gab Podcast, hosted by yours truly and DJ Gill. You can find us on the iTunes Podcast Store and on Twitter at Gorgab Podcast. And while you're at it, go ahead and go check out cupholderradio.com. It's podcast for the weird at heart.